Well, Atlanta, we're, we're actually in the midst of Valentine's week. Mm-hmm. If, I don't really know that I like the idea of it being an entire week-long celebration, but depending on when people are listening to this episode, yeah. it's either Valentine's Day or about to be, or recently mm-hmm. was. So the question, obviously, which is not too different from the one you asked me not too many episodes ago that had me audibly squirming. <laughs> you really were. Um, and Lenny Woodrow, what was your worst date ever? My worst, my worst date ever. That's a good question. Well, the one that comes to mind, it actually always comes to mind in October when I'm driving along and I, whenever I pass a graveyard. Whoa. Yep. That got really dark. <laughs> the, yeah. I don't understand why this was the thought process behind this date that I went on, but the guy took me to a graveyard. And we sat amongst the stones and ate sandwiches. <laughs> How many dates in were you? Like, I think this is like the second one or something. Whoa. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was because he thought that I was like a deep thinker and that I would appreciate, you know, like being in a graveyard. I don't really know. But the interesting thing was, you know, he had asked like a week before what my favorite kind of sandwiches were. And I said, oh, I love I love chicken. I love pesto. So he did, he made some chicken pesto sandwiches. The chicken uh. was kind of like eating sawdust. It was very dry. Mm. I think he was nervous because he kind of single-handedly polished off a bottle of wine. And there was very little, he just kind of was nervous. Yikes. And he is not like Mexican and it wasn't Dia de los Muertos. Nothing. Like this no, was... no, no. No, there was no... No cultural motive, no... He didn't pull out a framed picture of his grandma. No cultural legitimacy, even. It was Yikes. just a strange... Wow. It was strange, Jimmy. It was awkward and terrible. And the conversation was... There was no conversation. I didn't even, I didn't know what I was doing there. Of course not. Is there any point in a relationship, seventh date, <laughs> you know, an anniversary once married, where going to a graveyard with packed chicken and pesto sandwiches is a good idea? I don't know. It's such a grim thing. <sighs> I can understand why a couple might do that if there's some significant gravestone, but as a like lighthearted date, it's not a lighthearted date. I don't so think it's, it's a date at all. Everybody, <laughs> this is my very objective, clearly what you're all thinking to yourself right now, opinion. Don't ever do that. Don't take a girl to a graveyard, guys. Don't take your 50 years into marriage wife to a graveyard on a date. Just don't do it. Just okay? like go on a hike, take her on a like, I, There's so many more wonderful... Or a concert. Yeah. Not the graveyard. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Love Good Dating Advice 101. To be continued. Welcome to Season 2 of the Love Good Podcast, where you learn how to love what is good so you can become what you love and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons, a community of intentional consumers who curate music and books based on the transcendentals of beauty, truth, and goodness. Join us each week as we sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and what it means to be human. We're so happy you're here. Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jimmy Mitchell. As you can probably already tell, this is going to be a doubleheader. Last week, we had Alana Boudreaux in the studio. This week, we have her again. 
And it's because, as many of you are fully aware, it is the week of Valentine's Day. You might be listening to this before Valentine's Day, on Valentine's Day, or soon afterwards, but if you have any interest in my thoughts or Alana's thoughts about dating, these are things that I don't really like talking about very much, but I have to say, this conversation was awesome. I might have even had Alana squirming at one point. She definitely had me squirming for most of it. And anyways, it's just a great, great opportunity for all of us to step back and really examine what it means to be in love and what it means to to date, to court, to even consider marriage. And I know we've got a lot of young listeners out there as well. And maybe you're just at a point in life where you're trying to figure out what kind of person you're attracted to and find chemistry with. This episode is for you. Hope you guys really enjoy it. I'll be back here in a few moments with Alana Goudreau. Kerosene and a little love And just enough light To make out a figure She got the thunder under her command She got the lightning in the palm of her hand And enough for the sun We can make it through the winter Welcome back to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. Jimmy Mitchell, your host, so excited, also nervous, to be sitting Mm -hmm. down with Alana Boudreaux. That's right. I've got my scrutinizing monocle. Well, we've clearly, you know, had a good time reflecting back on our little... I don't even remember. We were talking about humor and intimacy. Yeah. But basically, it was just you digging into the depths of my soul. (laughs) Not really. You weren't being manipulative or or nosy. You were just being incredibly adept. Is that a word? Adept like crafty, not even crafty. The word is skilled. Skilled. At getting me to talk about things that most people don't ever hear me talk about. Right. Like dating. Here's the thing, though, Jimmy. A lot of people talk about dating Amongst themselves. I think you just squirm a bit about yeah, it. Yeah, but do you but, realize that literally we have a lot of new listeners to the podcast? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, and, and actually not looking at you, but I'm, I'm talking to you like middle school and high school boys out there who've never listened to the Love Good podcast until now because we've met at a camp or a conference and suddenly you're interested in my dating thoughts? Come on, guys. <laughs> but hey, you're avid listeners now. I'll take it. You know what? It's a fascinating topic. I actually would love to sort of pick up where we left off yeah. two months ago in yeah. this conversation. Because, like, this sounds really dumb, but I had a kid recently ask me, like, do you have a good book on dating? Like, do you have a a good book that I could read that would help me sort of, like, as a 16-year-old, do it right? And obviously, like... Yeah, I'm sure there are some good books out there. I don't I don't have any of them. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that the best thing would be that he would have like good examples of what yeah. that looks like. Maybe yeah. it's obviously his parents, but even like, I don't know, a mentor or something. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm that mentor to him. Problem is, I don't have very many dates past the first or the second. Yeah. I'm already feeling uncomfortable because <laughs> here we are again, right? So I felt like my advice was like fairly limited. So I I did pull out a book. Yeah. It was like super philosophical, though. It was Carol Votiwa, Love and Responsibility. But there's some interesting things there, you know, about attraction and about chemistry and the difference between men and women and, mm-hmm. you know, sensuality versus sentimentality. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We can definitely go there. And I'm, I'm eager for the philosophical, you know, outlook. Yeah. But let's just, you know, as we often have to do with me in the room, zoom out for a second. Mm-hmm. What is the best approach 
how does a woman want to be pursued? What What is the ideal posture even for a woman? You know, how does a man know she's interested? Hmm. When is a woman playing games? When is it worth playing the game with her? When is it not? Like, I think most of us as men, sadly, a lot of us are cowards. So we wait until we know a girl's hmm. interested before we even make a move, hmm. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But even yesterday, you were talking about how attractive it is for a man to just walk up kind of like, Friend, friendly, yeah, not like yeah. weird and bold and in your face, but just like a man who's confident, yes, but also yeah. even assertive is not the right word, but just intentional and in introducing himself, yeah. which made me think, okay, this obviously doesn't happen very often if you even had to say that, right? Right. What is it that most men get wrong in this department of dating, courtship, mm. I'm interested, want to explore the possibility of something here? Yeah, yeah. How do you like protect a girl's heart? What does that even mean? Mm. Is that even a thing anymore? That's, I feel like just that phrase, this is a caveat, I guess. Like the, there are there are so many like buzz phrases and concepts attached to dating yeah. that it becomes weird. Like even like books on it, you know, like, it's like it becomes so cerebralized and like over spiritualized. That's that is one of my beefs with the whole topic. It's like or it's unconsidered. That's the other reality. Or it's what? Unconsidered, unexamined. Wouldn't yeah. you say that there's a whole nother portion, maybe like a majority of our Western civilization who doesn't think about it? Like maybe dating's not even a reality. It's right. Because marriage yeah, yeah. for most people isn't really all that attractive anymore. Right. So there's so many layers to this That's right. topic. And extremes too. So many layers, so many so many extremes. And I think one of the main thoughts that I have on it is you can read about something all day long, you can draw assumptions about something all day long, but if you're not actually Physically putting yourself in situations where you're going to meet people <laughs> and learn how to mingle. That ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And you're also not going to learn what chemistry feels like, accurate chemistry. Because you could have a relationship that is entirely text-based and you're not even going to realize you and that other person aren't attracted to each other. <laughs> like there's not real chemistry. Yeah. You, you're probably attracted to the attributes that they put on their Instagram their apparent attributes that they may not even possess. Yeah. They might not even look like they look online. But Freaks if you're not out. spending time in their presence, you're mm -hmm. not going to know. Mm -hmm. So, And that cuts both ways for men and women alike. I, I just – I've noticed like there are so many buffers that we can all put in place. Yeah. Which – in the long run, really doesn't serve anybody. It's not in anyone's best interest because mm. it's it's the the better thing is to spend time in that person's physical presence and get to know who they are w without those crutches That's in right. place. Because then you're going to know both of you quicker than not. Like, oh, this works, or oh, this doesn't work. It's not an exact science, I don't think, but yeah. I, I feel like there's just so many things that we think make it easier that actually make it a lot more complicated. This you know what I mean? Because it really does piggyback on the conversations we've been having about disembodiment. Yeah, you know, and technology. This, all of that. Yep. Which, it makes it easy to avoid the concrete. It makes it easy to avoid like the actual yep. lived, breathed unfolding of a relationship or the unfolding of even just initially a friendship. Totally, you know, totally. I, I think part of this conversation is we've lost the art of friendship. Right. And I mean, here's the thing I've noticed is like, when you meet someone that you kind of there's a spark there, you can just go and creep on them on Facebook. <laughs> and it creates it creates like this false sense of knowing? excitement and knowing. Excitement. And because you can like look at their image and be like, oh, man, they're so handsome. They're so beautiful. But didn't we used to call that stalking? <laughs> kind of. Like the, the, the only way that happened is if you like found out their address or sort of following <laughs> right. them around. Like with binoculars or something. Or, yeah. Right. But the, the idea there is like 
that digs into, I think, these pre-existing tendencies that we have as men and women, right? Like for for me, it's like you see this person in their images that they've chosen to to put up publicly, and it's just really easy to way over-idealize and, and step into the realm of fantasizing, like, oh, this person is so perfect mm. and like kind of like they exist for me. You don't even recognize it happening. You know what I mean? Like I've seen that in myself. Like I fail to remember this is a real complicated, messy human being yeah. with a history uh, as I do. Mm. It, but it's just so pleasant to think of how perfect they must be and how surely, yeah. surely when we date, it's just going to be fireworks. Yeah, you know, it's going to be amazing. It's going to just click. Well, it's the religious impulse again, isn't it? The, the, the desire for the, the, f- desire, the universal form right, or the for ideal. For completion, for like union yeah. and endurance. Yeah, I think that's mm. kind of – that's there at work, but it's also like just this very brute tendency we have to just like, uh, you know what I mean? Which like, is a bit utilitarian, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're at that right. point using them even in our fantasy life. Right. You know? Right. Yep. And I think it's hmm. it, people don't. I don't know. I'm sure some people have conversations about that, but I feel like it's so worth talking about and acknowledging. Yeah. Because you've got to know your tendencies. Yeah. You know, in order to improve yeah. and like kind of come at it from a different, more life-giving angle, hmm. I think. So I thought really astute, this kid who walked up asking for the book on dating, mm-hmm. he said, you know, like one of the things that he's got a lot of sisters, so they're very, you know, smart and in yeah. tune with all the things on the level of emotion and the heart, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like overhearing conversations all the time about dating and marriage and yeah. what up, all the things that we're talking about now. And thankfully, I had a sister growing up, my sweet sister Haley, shout out. <laughs> I don't even know. Do people still do shout outs on podcasts? I think so. Is that okay? Yeah. Love you, Haley girl. <laughs> but like there'd have been a, a certain sensitivity to the the feminine heart because I had a sister that I loved so much and was like a, a best friend to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But his question was really simple. He's like, okay, how do I know I don't have a fear of commitment, for example? Mm. I think for him right now, even as a 16-year-old dating, is almost he feels like he needs to Maybe with what you're saying a bit, like he needs to try it on for size. He needs to sort of like make some mistakes and yeah. like put himself out there. Because I think he even felt silly asking for the book, um, knowing that most of what he was going to learn was just going to have to play itself out in concrete yeah. circumstances. Right. So how much of that is the solution here, right? Just mm-hmm. to like put yourself out there and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. How much of it too is to be, you know, like reasonably prudence, not unwilling to take risks on your own behalf, maybe especially not willing to take risks that could end up crushing other people. Yeah. Again, this sort of like protecting of a woman's heart. This is a question that I have. Like how do how do I even so when, engage in healthy friendship? When you say that, do you mean how to avoid like manipulating? Is that really if you not, were to make not it on purpose? Right. You know, it's like yeah. I'm ENFP on the Myers Briggs, which means people confuse friendliness for flirting all the time. Uh, I get that too. Right. Yeah. So or like sincerity, you, uh, like yeah. making eye contact with someone, and like Whoa. that should yeah. But again, it's like <laughs> how sad that you aren't used to yeah. that. That suddenly that like shoots right. off fireworks in their soul. Like come on, mm-hmm. let's just learn how to be human here, mm-hmm. people. But you're right though. It is important to police ourselves a bit with that, though, too. Yeah. Just to be aware there's a human need for eye contact and do a human you, need for sincerity. You know what I mean? And depth. And so, Do you yeah. know the whole DTR thing? I don't know if we still— Defining the relationship. Yeah. I, do you know how many DTRs I've had without the R actually being in place yet? Oh. What I mean to say is yes, there's yes. been so many friendships mm-hmm. where suddenly it felt like I was breaking up with somebody that I was never dating in the first place because we were such good friends. Yes. I hadn't done a good job of— yeah, making the intentions clear. Maybe it's that simple. I think. I think when that's I want to grow out, I, it's so obvious. I use the word "we're going out on a date," and it's that's very good. yeah, that's really obvious. Important. And I 
pay and I pick her up and yeah. it's, you know, like, but because that is not so clear cut societally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, people confuse the rest of it, you know, mm-hmm. as, as maybe I'm interested. Right. And kind of like you said too, there, I think there is just a real deficit of like just healthy platonic friendships, which I'm going to mm. be honest, I don't think men and women can actually be best friends. Like I as in. would love to hear more. Well, I, I mean, best friends is in spending a lot of time together right. exclusively, like, you know, and sharing a lot of your inner lives with each other. Totally. Because I think, I mean, unless you're both sort of mildly physically repulsed by each other, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone is going to start to yearn that's for right. a deeper union. You that's know what right. I mean? Because that's just, that's just our nature as humans. That's like right. you, you express the heart you share on an emotional level and then the physical wants to connect too. Like mm, that's, mm. so if someone's going to get hurt, that's right. I think if you, I, I mean, again, unless you are mildly repulsed by That's, the other person. That, that is straight Physically. out of The Four Loves, though. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've read it, C.S. Lewis. Yeah, uh, yes. Anybody out there who has not read The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, this is your recommendation of the week. Yeah. Like, Go this book I read twice. It, it changes so me every time. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the first time I read that passage about how, you know, at some point, like, every man is going to fall in love with a woman that he's spending a lot of intense, intimate time with mm-hmm. unless you're related, right? Unless you're working very, like, pragmatically towards a common end, yeah. a common project, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very hard for one or, as you put it, one or the other or both yep. at some point to not suddenly want more. Yeah. And that's you know? and that's not something to demonize either. I think mm-hmm. that's just, again, because we were talking before we started recording just how there are some just the raw material of being a man mm. or a woman. Like, there are just certain aspects of it that mm. it, it, like the for 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 men it's the sensuality and for women it's kind of a, a sentimentality so mm. women we have a, a tendency to to have an emotional life that's very active and we're drawn <laughs> to that in another person like the emotional connection and intimacy is our kind of like the lifeblood like right. that is that's so meaningful and it grounds us in reality if it's in check and i think for men with the sensuality men are more like grounded in that way, more visual in that way. So the created form of a body is like so meaningful, like mm. grounds you in reality. That's right. And so that's a good, really good thing. Like that's, I think that's actually a gateway to fuller flourishing as a person when those things are integrated properly. Yeah. And then when they go awry, that's when it becomes escapism. And that's, I think that's also part of the problem is just like escapism is so encouraged in our culture, whether it's yeah. the books that are like Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, or like porn is just readily available all the time. Mm. So it's preying on very like good mm. like instincts that we have as men or women, you know, <laughs> or like, and, yeah. and there's some crosshatching there, I think, obviously, because men have an emotional life and women are also physically attracted to bodies. Like, that's that's right. just, it's both and. But that's also a complicating factor, I think, mm. as far as dating goes. It's just like... There's just so many different modes of escaping from the challenge mm. that it requires. And yeah. the biggest challenge is self-integration. That's like right. that's the big that's why I was talking about the, the the Facebook stalking and stuff. It's like <laughs> that's like not being emotionally integrated. If I'm being completely honest, it's that's like weird. It, it's interesting. And so that's for me as a I've done it though. By keep the way. it right. We all do it a bit. It's like yeah. but it's something to keep in check. You know, and, and the harder the greater challenge would be to encounter that person as a person. Mm. Without a desired outcome necessarily. I mean, yes, you've got your stake in the game and you do want to be intentional. Like that, by the way, is really attractive to me is persistence in a man. Yeah. Like 
and he just keeps coming around and he's nah. just gonna he's just like making himself known and present and like yeah. making it known that he's interested in me like that's a beautiful thing and mm. it's really really rare to be honest yeah. it's always like vague and like mm. you know but when that happens it's like this is different that's, that's there's cool. something distinct in this person and that gives a man hope if let's say there's been a great first date Maybe even a great second date, but there's a little bit of a slow turnaround of the third or a bit of a slow response to, you know, the first flurry of text messages and phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. That actually part of a man winning a woman's heart, if we can use that language, is persistence. Is that yeah. true? Like I I've heard that from other women. That uh, the yes. consistency is king. That is king. Consistency yeah. over intensity every time. Over intensity, yeah, yeah. Intensity is good and like romanticism is good, but right, yeah. consistency speaks more over time. Especially if you're thinking about marriage for crying out loud. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But again, you don't have to be thinking about marriage on the first date. That's another thing. Like, please don't Danger zone. do that. <laughs> no, that's good. Oh, I feel like maybe we talked about this last time, so we don't need to repeat it. But like, have you ever had that kind of conversation on the first date? Like, has... What? Oh, there have been a couple. That's insane. Because, mm. well, let's be real. The flip side, the flip side is a man who's trying to hook up with you on the first date. Mm. I have so not like, experienced that, well, fortunately. Yeah. But I, that's super common. As I say in Ireland, tongue speak to court. Ah, tongue speak to court. Uh, I got to work on my Irish accent. Yours was so much better, you know? Well I don't done. think it was that good. But I think, like, it really depends so much on our circumstances at what extreme we often find ourselves engaging with. Yeah. And again, finding that, that middle ground, yeah. finding that, that line down the middle is so important and so life-giving and so self-revelatory, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But so rare. Well, how's a way that we can make this more mm -hmm. concrete? That's something, because I remember in one of our other conversations <laughs> about dating, you mentioned how yeah. for you, you find it attractive when a woman is confident to the point that she's not like clinging at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's that emotional regulation in a woman, right? Sure. And so, and for me as a woman, I also like I, if a guy is handsy or like, that's like, <laughs> whoa, back off. Although, unless I'm going to be honest with the with dancing guys, if you're dancing with the girl, like, hold her like you know how to hold her. The the kind of dead fish hands that are barely. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's just like, oh, get it's away. like a bad handshake's the worst. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like it's a bird cage around you. Like they just won't. They're scared <laughs> to touch you. It's like, don't no, don't be scared. Just hold and dance. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So I guess, but I'm trying to figure out how can we like make this because we're we're talking about a lot of different, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know we've got lots of listeners out there mm -hmm. who probably got some sweet thing in their mind's eye right now that they should have <laughs> asked out on a date like two months ago, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. So to all the men, I'm just gonna just corner them for a second. How about we all resolve, not like. Right now at this moment, you know, but within the next week, mm -hmm. giving you t seven days to be a man and ask that girl out on a date. Yeah. Be really clear. Be really like, and now if you're 13, maybe hold off, you know. <laughs> but, you know, if you can drive, if you can be a man about it, pick her up, take her out, pay for it all, call it a date from square one yeah. and let things kind of happen, you know. Yeah. Again, that's that sort of let it unfold in concrete reality and don't get too in your head about it. Flip side, like be a gentleman and take good care of her. Open the flipping door, you know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and make sure that in every every step along the way, there's a respect and, as Alana said, a consistency. Yeah. And if for some reason you're two or three dates in and suddenly you realize you're not interested, 
just be real about that. Mm-hmm. No sense in playing games right. for you or for her. Yeah. You're just wasting yep. time. Exactly. What would be your, your advice to all the women who are suddenly going to be yeah. asked out by the man of the dreams or not the <laughs> or man not. of the dreams? Well, I think hmm, across the board and across all ages, you know, I think it's important for us as as women to like to keep just that emotional tendency. I would call it almost like to to maintain emotional sobriety because you can get emotionally intoxicated with yeah. what you think something is going to be to the point that well it's almost like you have this expectation and when it's not met you start to get resentful and it's kind of like I don't know number 1 assess where your ideas of men are coming from I mean if it's and also for both men and women assess how often are you escaping from reality and if it's a ton you might not be in the best place to date right now that's right that sounds kind of brutal but it's like hey if you need to go to therapy to talk about something do it you know what i mean like i'm such a big advocate for just being honest because the truth will set you free there's a quote well it's the truth will set you free but first it will tick you off (laughs) and i really love that so it's like what's true about you that's maybe preventing you from like yeah you know being yeah. grounded in what's real and what's true because that's going to ultimately cause more flourishing. So that's that's the first thing I would say is just like check yourself and see are you escaping a lot and if so, why? Mm. And then if if a guy asks you on a date, I mean enjoy the delight and the excitement that that causes but maybe don't tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something so – I find something really beautiful about just keeping something interior for a little bit. Like, you know, it doesn't – Especially, it respects the person who's asked you out, too. It's just like, mm. it doesn't have to be, just let it be between you and that person right now. Like, encounter girl, that yeah. person for the sake of encountering them. That's right. Not for the sake of, like, going on a date and, like, you know what I mean? It's Because it, that's kind of, right. that makes and it more about you. Again, than, flip side, you don't have to know if you're going to marry the guy. Like, no, I had a girl oh, no. who literally said, let me pray about it after I asked her out. Mm-hmm. Okay? And yeah, came yeah. back to me 72 hours later and said, I'm sorry, I just don't see us working out I'm like I, oh, what? Really? Oh, <laughs> oh. we never even got the first date right <laughs> and so I think there's something to say about just letting things happen being intentional being real consistent yeah checking yourself yeah and, um, and have yeah. fun enjoy have fun. the other person like yep. don't be scared of yourself like that's another thing it's just like when you think of if you believe in God incarnate like he pitched his tent among us as people it's like know yourself but also just enjoy mm. enjoy the other person too you know enjoy getting to know them and and it's okay you're not perfect they're not perfect it's like you know that's, that's the other the thing point. it's yeah. but get out there and try it like try. that's the thing stop hiding get out there and try it and engage Alana well done for the second episode this season Thank you've got you. me talking just about just call dating. me Dr. Phil well played and <laughs> let's be real uh, all you who are married out there Take her out on a date now. Yeah. Right? Never stop romancing and wooing and pursuing. It's and so nice. uh, yeah, on that note, we'll see you guys in two weeks. We'll be talking about very serious things addiction and festivity. Here we go. Woo! Bye. Because <laughs> lately, it's been cold around here. Because lately,
how about that for round two of a conversation on dating and courtship and all the things, all the awkward, beautiful things between men and women. Anyways, we love you guys. Hope you're having an amazing winter. Staying warm. It is absolutely frigid in Nashville as I record this today. And stay warm with the people that you love and know that next week, very, very excited to announce that we have Ellie Schmidley coming into the studio. She's one of the two artists we're featuring in our spring package to patrons. Ellie Schmidley. We're going to be releasing her EP to all of our patrons and just sitting down with her next week to talk about that project and really who she is as an artist and this great gift that she brings to the world, as all artists do, which is helping the rest of us pull back that veil, see beauty, and be transformed by it. So really excited to have Ellie in the studio next week. We love you guys, and we'll see you sooner than later. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review. You can join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at lovegoodculture.com. Start enjoying our seasonal packages that will raise your standard for media and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.